Hi everyone, welcome to your San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. A pay equity study at the city of San Diego revealed that women there make less than men and non-white city workers make less than white city workers. We're going to talk to reporter David Garrick about that. Plus, Kelly Marie Tran is our guest on Name Drop San Diego this week. You may know her as Rose Tico from Star Wars, and she's now playing the main character in Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon. First, the news. At least 13 people died Tuesday morning after an SUV carrying more than two dozen people near the U.S.-Mexico border collided with a big rig. The SUV was headed west just outside of Holtzville when it drove into the truck's path on State Highway 115. California Highway Patrol said there were 25 people inside the Ford Expedition, 12 people died there, and another died at the hospital. San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria announced Tuesday that city facilities will use power from 100% renewable energy sources. The Greener Plan is slightly more expensive, and it's secured through San Diego Community Power, a community choice aggregation that began operating Monday. The CCA buys power for jurisdictions it serves, including San Diego, Chula Vista, La Mesa, Encinitas, and Imperial Beach. San Diego's COVID-19 case rate per 100,000 has fallen to a modified 10.8, allowing youth outdoor sports to resume. Football teams in San Diego were allowed to start non-contact practice on February 26th, and the first games are scheduled for March 12th. The county must still get to seven cases per 100,000 or the red tier in order for high schools to open and high school sports to resume. The city of San Diego's first pay equity study revealed this week that women who work for the city earn 17.6% less than men. It also found that people of color earn 20.8% less than white city workers. The study says the gaps in pay can be explained by differences in overtime, varying pay due to parenthood obligations, and because men and white employees were more likely to pursue higher paying jobs. David Garrett covers the city of San Diego. David, welcome. Thanks for having me. Okay, the city commissioned this study from a company called Analytica out of Scripps Ranch for $250,000. What did the report find? Uh, The report found that the city has a problem, I think most people call it a problem, where they're paying whites and men more than they're paying women and people of color. Uh, But it didn't necessarily find that that's a situation where someone in the city hall actually decides that a man should make more than a woman for the same job. it's, It's based on a bunch of different factors where partly because women are more likely to have children and partly because uh, men are more likely to be firefighters and police officers, which are the highest paid jobs at the city. And women and people of color are more likely to be in clerical and administrative jobs that are lower paying. So it's not necessarily condemning the city for being discriminatory or, or racist, more that there's just a bunch of different factors that appear to be leading to this. Your story said the study did not compare men and women what they make for the same job title, nor did it compare what whites and non-whites make for the same job. That seems like a very important and like obvious indicator of equity to me. Why didn't they look at that? You know, that's a good question. I wish I, I, I had a chance to, to ask them that. Um, you know, they, they popped the thing on the city's website yesterday, and I thought it was really hot news, so I wrote it as quickly as I could. As far as I can tell, um, I think they were looking for, okay, we found this gap. How can we explain it? And I think maybe they looked at that and saw that that wasn't an explanation, right? So I think they were trying to explain the gap. And what explained the gap were these other factors that I was talking about, not necessarily paying people in the same exact position differing amounts, but the fact that women and people of color tend to have gravitated toward lower paying positions. 
Gotcha. And you were you monitored the city hall meeting today. The council discussed it. What did they have to say? You know, kind of what what we would expect that this is a, a good start. This is clearly a problem, and we want to do this again. The city has agreed to do one of these every three years. Uh, there's also a lot of patting yourselves on the back, which was something my editor and I talked about during the course of writing the story. The city said this was the most robust, aggressive analysis of any workforce that any city in the nation had done. And we we we're, we put that in there, and, and we're going to say they said it. But you know, she suspects that maybe if we looked at what other cities have done, that wouldn't necessarily be the most robust and most aggressive. I don't know the answer to that. Um, so they talked today about how they were sort of proud that they were looking at it. And I think that's fair to say. This is There's no way to eliminate this kind of problem without studying it, without analyzing it, without looking for the causes, and without looking for potential solutions. So the city deserves, does deserve praise for that. Whether they've been more robust and more aggressive than other cities, I don't know. Okay, so basically police officers and firefighters are often men. Uh, these jobs pay an average of about $124,000 and $129,000 respectively. So uh, is the city going to attempt to recruit more women and more people of color into positions like those? That was a discussion at today's council meeting, so I should have said that answer when you asked that question, arguably. So the, the question was, why is it that, because women, women aren't applying nearly as often as men, but they appear to be applying more often, like their rate of women who apply who get the jobs is not as high as white men who apply and get the jobs. So there's a question, what is happening during the application process? Are women just figuring out this is a culture of men that I maybe wouldn't feel comfortable in? Or is there some bias in the process that is slanted against women? Um, you know, maybe the, the, the calisthenics are too aggressive and, and, you know, women's bodies aren't necessarily structured the same as men's. You know, I, I don't know. The, the council said we'd like you as, a, as you know, city officials in the police and fire department to look into whether maybe there be, there be some elements of the process that are not fair. The study did say that maybe one eighth of the pay gaps could be explained by bias. How are they going to address that? Well, that's that's a mystery. I mean, in the sense that the question is that they they decided, OK, we can explain with these other factors you've talked about overtime, women having children more often and, and whites gravitating toward higher paying jobs. We can explain about, you know, most of it. We just can't explain this last about, you know, one eighth of it. You know, uh, so the question is, what what is playing a role there? The city said they don't know. It could be discrimination. It could be bias. But they suspected uh, that maybe it has to do with that they don't have information about the education levels and the performance reviews of employees. That just wasn't available for this study. So it's possible that if you if you included those in there and took all the folks with four-year degrees or master's degrees and compared them to people who only have high school degrees or less than a high school degree, that maybe that would explain that missing last part of, of the puzzle. Maybe it wouldn't. They don't know yet, but their aim is but for the next one, three years from now, to add that information into the pool of, of factors and see if maybe that does explain it. Just one more indicator from the story. It said the city's gender pay gap has been shrinking, but the ethnicity pay gap has been growing. What explains that? There's not an explanation for that, but I think that's an important concern because even though the city is certainly focused on gender equity, the biggest focus of the city the last year or so has been ethnicity and, and, and racial equity, uh, social equity. And so for that to be getting worse, I mean, it's not growing dramatically, but it's in the going in the wrong direction steadily year over year, like eight years in a row, right? It's climbed from like 17% to 21% or whatever. So, you know, that's, that is a concern. They don't have any reason to, they don't know why that's happening, but that's certainly something that they're going to focus on trying to figure out why it's happening. 
Mayor Todd Gloria has said he wants to do more to address this in the future. Do you know what he wants to do? Um, I think just study it more, but certainly he's he's talked about equity in almost every policy he's come up with. Um, you know, environmental justice. Uh, you know, they're talking about paving uh, dirt roads in other areas of the city, which has been championed by Vivian Moreno, but Todd has supported it. So, I mean, I think Todd, 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 who's obviously the most interesting ethnicity of anyone we talk about, I try to get this right, but he's a Dutch, uh, Portuguese, Filipino, Latino. I, I may, I'm close. Anyway, he has a lot of a lot of different ethnicities, uh, which makes him, you know, uh, able to identify with a lot of different folks. I mean, he feels it's very important for the city to not, you know, to be a place where anybody who's willing to work hard and and do what it takes to succeed to have a good chance. Now let's turn to opinion. Kelly Marie Tran is our guest on this week's Name Drop San Diego podcast, where we talk to interesting people in, around, and from San Diego. Kelly Marie Tran has acted in Star Wars, Sorry for Your Loss on Facebook, and other projects. She graduated from Westview High School in Poway, and she still spends a lot of time with her sister in North Park. Opinion editor and producer Abby Hamblin, who I co-host the podcast with, has more. Yes, so the movie comes out on March 5th. And it's called Raya and the Last Dragon. It's a Disney animated movie. And it's we've already seen it. So I can tell you that my personal opinion was that it was amazing and it was really fun to watch. But uh, Kelly voices the warrior, the young warrior in the movie, uh, Raya, who goes on this quest to kind of, you know, rediscover what um, what it means to, you know, unite the the kind of torn apart region that she lives in. She's kind of on a quest on her own to try and fix a bunch of things that have gone wrong. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's a pretty exciting movie. And she's also making history as the first uh, Southeast Asian uh, Disney animated star um, to have a lead role in a movie, at least, uh, at least female um, Southeast Asian star. So yeah, it's very exciting. And it was really cool to talk to her. Um, and also she's really well known from Star Wars too. So um, just a pretty, pretty exciting story for a person who went to Poway or sorry, Westview High School. Yeah. When we were collecting questions, um, she has a ton of fans, you know, Rose Tico fan accounts, KMT fan accounts. And, and we, we, we asked people online to send some and we got one very special question. Do you want to explain that one? Yeah. So just kind of on a whim, I don't think people definitely know this. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's like widespread known that Mark Hamill, who plays Luke Skywalker, he grew up here for a time. Um, I think he moved around a lot as a kid. So he doesn't really have one place that he, you know, lived long enough to say his is his definitive hometown, but he has said, and he has a street named after him here that San Diego is kind of his like adopted hometown. So yeah, since he's from here and he obviously is a big fan of Kelly and worked with her in the movies, uh, in the star Wars movies, we tweeted him and said, do you have a question for Kelly? And he replied and you'll have to listen to the episode to see what he asked her, but she was so surprised and it was a really special moment. And I think they have a really special relationship. So a nice little San Diego moment on yeah, what I, I really like too that Kelly is is very connected. Sometimes we talk to people who have moved on from San Diego or you know just sort of less involved day to day. But she said her sister still move still lives here. Do her parents still live here? Maybe, but yeah. uh, she, she comes back often. Yeah, and we asked her about some of the things that you know really made an impact on her and um, growing up here in San Diego. And she had some really classic San Diego things to say. You know, some people like you said, kind of move on from San Diego and they say, oh, you know, I didn't really do anything. I moved away really early, but she 
you know, she talked all about a lot of the things that she's done and a favorite restaurant that she goes to with her parents to this day. So yeah, cool to see um, someone keeping ties like that. And and her, her best friend from third grade, she says she keeps in touch with uh, here in San Diego. So that's really, it's really nice. So cute. Um, well, let's end with a clip from the interview. Would you set it up for us? Yes. Yeah, so we asked Kelly Marie Tran, um, you know, what advice she has for young performers, because she grew up, you know, here in San Diego, going through all the different communities and voice lessons. And um, she was really involved at Westview High. So kind of what paths can people follow to make it as big as she has? And she said something um, that I think is just such good advice and um, unique to her as someone who is carving out her own path in um, Hollywood. So uh, yeah, let's hear what she had to say about it. I think my one advice would one piece of advice I, that I wish I knew going into this was just because you don't see yourself reflected in something and you don't see anyone's career who you want to emulate, emulate, it doesn't mean that you can't create a path for yourself. Um, because, you know, I, <laughs> I definitely worked really hard to pursue this, but I also have no idea how it worked out <laughs> because I didn't know anyone in the industry. I didn't, have any connections that, you know, my parents are very much uh, refugees who didn't have any perception of this being a possible career path. Um, so the fact that I came from there and am now here means that, <laughs> it means that magic is real and exists in the world. And if you believe in it and you work really hard, this sounds so cheesy. But I really believe that's true because I don't know how else I, I would be here. So, Thank you again for listening to the San Diego News Fix. I'm your host, Christy Totten, and we'll be back tomorrow.